Yes, we made it. It is Friday, and not only does that mean the weekend's kicking off, it also means we're kicking off another edition of the Speaking For Him podcast. I'm Adam McNutt, alongside the host of the program, Mr. Andrew Gomison. And Adam, we usually don't do this, but we're actually recording this episode a day before it gets posted, um, which means, memo to you, I'm sorry, I'm throwing this up, <laughs> but it does need to be to me by... Uh, tomorrow night as of this recording yes we are recording on a thursday which is not typical we won't go into all the details as to why that happened but suffice it to say adam is glad to be on solid ground again yeah (laughs) so there is more to the story if you want to know about it you can go to the wjq facebook page and learn all about adam's adventure for a wonderful ministry called paradise bound and maybe uh, we will profile them on a future podcast and talk a little bit more in detail about that. But for now, uh, we are excited to profile the latest offering from Master Arts Theater, The Christmas Show. And before I reveal the name of that show, I just want to uh, give you a little bit of a clue. For some of you, uh, you may be getting nostalgic right about now because you notice that that is the opening theme for Little House on the Prairie. And the play for this Christmas is Christmas at Plum Creek, which is a Little House play about Laura and Mary and their mom, mostly, um, who are uh, waiting for Pa to um, arrive home from town. And uh, I won't give any... I won't give a lot more away because we're going to talk to um, Chris McDonald in an interview that I have pre-recorded. So Adam, unfortunately, was not able to be with us. But we're going to share that in just a minute. Um, But I have to say, that music takes me back, Adam. You and I were talking a little bit before we pressed record about um, how I, I had asked you if you had read any of the books. You said no, but you said you'd seen a few episodes of the show and i guess it kind of shows that you and i are kind of in different generations which (laughs) i don't think we've really explored that a whole lot on the show but it comes up every once in a while and this is one of those times because when i was a kid they used to have little house in reruns um every night i think for a while it was at 6 p.m on the local fox 17 channel and then it moved to 5 p.m for a while Back in the good old days. I know people throw that around. But anyway, <laughs> I when I was little, I used to think that it was a new show. I didn't get the concept that new shows are only on once a week and such. Wow. And, of course, in the Netflix generation, 
you know, in a few years, people are going to be like, they're on once a week? Really? <laughs> yeah. And you have to wait a whole a whole nine months to see the end of the season? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you don't just watch it in one night? In nine hours? But uh, anyway, um, so I grew up watching the show. I think Laura Ingalls was probably um, my first TV crush. Um, and so, so there's a lot of nostalgia for me uh, with these characters and with this show. So I'm excited to share this interview with the director, Chris McDonald, who I had the privilege to work with. So Adam, let's roll the interview and then we'll be back with closing thoughts. We don't have the time. All right. Well, I'm privileged to be here again at master arts. I'm ready to talk about another show that we're doing. We're approaching the Christmas season. And with that, Always comes a sort of magical time around here at Master Arts Theater. I'm privileged to be an assistant director on this show, um, but it's my privilege primarily with uh, this interview to interview the director, Chris McDonald, um, about um, Little House Christmas at Plum Creek. So welcome again, Chris. Thank you very much. Good to be joining you. Could you give me a little bit of insight as we begin this discussion of why you guys chose to do Christmas at Plum Creek this year? Well, the whole series of the Laura Engel Wilder's books um, about uh, her journeys as a child and the journeys on the prairie in the late 1800s um, were just a very charming part of our history and our, our the literature for children and youth and um, it is certainly a valid thing for us to go through and especially in times like these if I want to say it that way um, when values are become very important and those prairie people in facing the hardships they did and the family times they had to unite themselves together under the hardships just set clearly some values of integrity and love and hope and um, family time to cherish and to work together and to um, struggle together and we certainly can value and can be refreshed and reminded of those values and I think that's why we've chosen it at well, this time. Well I grew up um, watching Little House on the Prairie and uh, uh, little factoid too, the original Little House on the Prairie play um, that Master Arts did a few years ago is what yeah. brought me my sister-in-law because my brother Matthew was yes. cast as Pa at that time and uh, Sarah Wedge was cast as Ma and as a result they fell in love and now they're married for 10 years with five children. Yes, so, I do remember that. So it's amazing yeah. the, some of the behind the scenes things that go on here at Master <laughs> Arts. But, but the friendships and the family that, are a true. big part of what happens here and that's I'm grateful true. for it. Yes, so as we true. dig into talking about this show, one of the things that sticks out to me is the cast. For one thing, it's a fairly small cast compared to some other shows. Yes, it and is. And for another thing, um, we're dealing with some young kids. Um, yes. More so than, than a lot of shows, although we deal, dealt with quite a few young kids in Sound of Music. But can you talk maybe a little bit about the cast? Sure. We There are eight cast members in the show. And what we did is, since when we auditioned, uh, there were so many young girls that had so much talent. And so what I did is I doubled the parts of Laura and her sister Mary. 
The rest of the cast is all just one person each character. But for those two, I doubled them. Since we have 20 performances, I mean, 18 performances altogether, it was we could then separate and have each uh, team do nine, and so that worked out fine. I did that because, like I say, there was a lot of ta- were a lot of talented girls, and I just want to get more opportunity to uh, youth to perform and learn the art of and discipline of drama and theater. And so we did that. And so we really have 10 in the cast totally, only that only eight would be performing at any one time. Um, and that's, like I say, that's kind of why we did it. Uh, it is a small cast. And the youth of the um, cast is their ages from six to about 12. And so it's kind of fun to work with that young uh, youth. Um, they're just charming because they <laughs> they have such natural animation and they have such um, unassuming character uh, a lot of times because they haven't been clouded by a lot of, <laughs> of oh I don't know um, complicated stage presence and stuff but it is a challenge to help them become comfortable and gain the confidence that it takes to do, put on a show I know it, it seemed in the early going like it was taking them a while to get things, yes. but now as we go towards our opening, and it is coming up very quickly, very it'll be a week, uh, um, less than a week from the time this podcast is yes. posted yeah, sure. uh, before we open, and so I'm um, very excited to be seeing this come together. Um, what would you say is maybe a highlight of this process for you as you see this come together? Oh, I'm always excited by what I always call the aha factor, which is, it's, that's a teaching thing anyway. And any, any one of you, any one of us that ever teach, it's exciting to have the lights go on in the mind of the other person when you're teaching them something. And they, they, incor- they begin to interpret it and incorporate it in, and into themselves as a new p- piece of information or a new skill or whatever. And it's that, Aha, that's what you mean, and that's what you look for, and you just see the lights go on, and that to me is just a thrill, always has been. So yeah. I, th- I think one of the things that's getting exciting for me is seeing them finally grasp the idea of the things that aren't visible. Uh-huh. Um, because of our limited space here at Master Arts, yeah. a lot uh- of it has to... Right. deal with the imagination not only of the actor but also yes. of the audience yes and the imagination of the actor helps it help helps it get into the imagination of the audience as well oh yeah <laughs> that that imagination leads the um you'll never lead an audience to see or believe anything if the actor does not believe it themselves all right well we you talked about that there's going to be 18 performances, and yes. usually this is about the point in the podcast where we give people information on tickets. I'm not sure how many tickets are actually available because we've already, as you alluded to, added extra shows. Yes. Um, so what is the current situation with tickets? Well, we're probably, I would suspect, 80% sold. However, there's, there's, there are tickets available throughout the run. We start, again, uh, the opening night is November 17th on a Thursday, and the closing night is December 10th on a Saturday. And we do Thursday, Friday, Saturday evenings each weekend, and then Saturday afternoon mays each weekend between that. There are some exceptions because we do not perform on Thanksgiving Day 
hand. So you can check the website. And um, by the way, we have online ticketing. So now you can go to the website and just pull up an evening that or a, a performance that you're interested in and find out if it does have tickets available. And if so, which ones are available? That makes it convenient for you to, to purchase tickets. But the two added performances are Sunday afternoons at 3 on November 20 and December 4. All right, so you want to make sure that you uh, get on this uh, and and purchase your tickets as quickly as possible. As Pris said, you can go to masterarts.org and take care of that online, or you can call the friendly office staff um, at 616-455-1001 between 9 and 5, Monday through Friday. And fortunately for you, I'm actually recording this fairly close to when it is airing, just a few days before, and so therefore this is pretty current information. Sometimes I wonder, as I'm recording these, how dated it's going to be by the time it comes out, but this should be pretty accurate information, so just make sure that you get on the website, get the ticket information, and so that you can join us. And there's also um, special children's pricing for yes, this Yes, there show, is. There? Yes, actually, um, we have a special $7 ticket for youth. Um, under 12, I think 12 and under. And so you can ask for that uh, youth price and, and check that out because that is available. We really want families to come together. And we'd love to have, you know, parents or grandparents or whatever to bring the youth or the children because that just makes a, that just makes an important uh, bond and memory for the kids as they grow up and, and then begin to be exposed to the arts like they would be here. And and just and because the central characters are kids, yes, that makes it all the more appealing. You know, a lot of times when we do plays here, they're always wholesome, always family friendly, but they're not always children centric. And this yes. is one show that is. Yes. So that's kind of a nice thing, um, which I guess kind of answers my my last question. But maybe if you have something to add, if you were to tell someone in thirty to forty five seconds why they should take some time to see Christmas at Plum Creek this holiday season, what would you say? Oh, it's a charming play. It's a... Um, it just makes you appreciate who we are and who we are in, in God's sight, for that matter, but um, and who we are and what our heritage has been and the people that came before us and how they've laid the, the groundwork for our lives. And this ancestor, I mean, this history is extremely important and it's good for the children to learn that history because many of the kids will never get exposed to that kind of history in this kind of visual and um, visual and seeing way and uh, so it's it's important to bring your kids and come yourselves because this is really for all ages yeah and so I as I said I really resonate with the characters I grew up with my mom telling me the stories and watching the TV show. Um, and so I hope that you will come out and see this play. It captures a lot of the the warmth of those characters, both from the book and the TV show. So as I said, get your information. You can go to masterarts.org, get ticket information, and as always, call the office number at 616, again, 455-1001. And... Um, as we wrap up here, Pris, thank you for taking the time. 
But uh, could you just give us a little bit of insight on in what's coming up next for Mass Drive? Sure. By the way, I would just want to drop in quickly where we are located. We are located in the kind of the Cutlerville area. We're just off a of division uh, on 77th Street. Now then, what's coming up? Oh, exciting things. Um, in January, we have Dessert Theater, and that's going to be some melodramas with a booing and the hissing and all that kind of stuff. And also in January, we have a youth performance of a Cinderella show that is just unique because it's five different versions. Then comes... Uh, Cotton Patch Gospel in February. We've got Busman's Honeymoon in April. And then, of course, in um, June, we've got Father Knows Best with the the visiting Grand Rapids. And coming as our guest to Grand Rapids is Lauren Chapin, who is the uh, original kitten out of Father Knows Best. And you must come and see her and hear her testimony on June 17th. So check our website. It's all there. Well, I'm extremely excited about that. Hoping to be involved in that show because I (laughs) have a love for old time radio and that's where Father Knows Best started and then became a TV show. And so it's just going to be exciting to see that come together on the stage. And to well, see Kitten. I mean, to yes, see her. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. To see her and to know that she has a Christian testimony is very exciting. So, again, a lot of exciting things happening here at Master Arts, as always. And we hope that you will join in the fun. Um, when I discovered this place in 2003, I had no idea of the excitement that was to come over the next decade plus. But I'm so grateful. Um, thank you. So thank, thank you, you, Andrew. Thank you, Pris, for taking some time for us today. Thank you. All right, and there you have it, an interview with Pris McDonald, who is the artistic director at Master Arts Theater and the director of Christmas at Plum Creek. Uh, so, Adam, what did you think of, of what you heard? Uh, I'm excited. I'm thinking i, I got to get some tickets myself. I think it might be a good show to bring a couple of your brothers to, especially with that $7 children's rate. Oh, can't beat that. It's like Groupon for Place. Wanna call them tomorrow at yeah. 9 a.m. <laughs> and see if you can get into one of the shows because they are selling fast and uh, we've already added two shows to the original run of 16. So so please, people, if you want to come, get your, get your tickets now. And as I always say, or I often say about these shows, Master Arts Theater's um, capacity, I think... Um, is 108 so that is a sellout so it doesn't take much to sell out the theater so uh, please get your tickets and i hope to see you there i'll be at a number of the performances um because i'm helping out of course and so just excited to bring you information about the show and you as i said you can get the tickets at masterarts.org they actually have the ability for you to purchase them online now. So technically, you don't even have to call them if you don't like to do phone calls. Uh, of course, you may want to call them if something's confusing about that. But anyway, you can check that out at masterarts.org. Or if you choose to call them, you can call them at 616-455-1001. I think that's all I have for you today. But I hope that you have enjoyed this interview. I hope that you have enjoyed this look back at Little House on the Prairie. And I hope that you will come visit us uh, um, on Plum Creek during the holiday season. Um, That's all I have for you today. Um, So I'll just quickly say, 
Have a great weekend and keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him, alongside his co-host and executive producer, Adam McNutt. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking For Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review. 